We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's October 20th, it's 2022, it is Thursday, it's week 7, it's time to talk some football. Week 7 already, Keith, week 7 already! Um, joined today, as always, on the football podcast by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes819 in the fantasy streets. Uh, Keith, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, these weeks start flying by uh, once the NFL gets kicked off. And now that we've got basketball starting, too, they're really going to start rolling along here. Um, but our little content break is is over. Um, it's full force into basketball. Had the, the first big basketball slate of the year. Um, not so great on the in the betting streets for me on the first basketball slate that I really went heavy on. DFS is going okay. Looks to be hopefully about a break-even night overall in, in NBA. Um, but early in the year, we'll, we'll get it rolling along and, and definitely make some money in NBA this year, too. I mean, I lost money in NBA. So um, very, very excited that we're going to talk some football here. Um, no basketball podcast today. It's only two games slate for Thursday. So decided that we're going to do uh, NFL 
Next week, we will have the double podcast where we'll have basketball and football, but this week, NFL only on because it's only a two-game slate, and it's super early in the year, so don't have to worry about two-game slates yet. So, um, I mean, I'm pumped. You know, we roll into week seven. Week six was okay for me. Like, I got I got bit by injuries again. Had I had a terrible cash lineup again last week, but had a couple tournaments. We make it a profitable day. And, you know, as a tournament player, I mean, I've done that so many times in DFS that it's like second nature to me where my main team is one of my worst teams, but I have a couple tournament teams. Um, those late games did not go how everyone expected them to go. Um, <laughs> that Arizona-Seattle game, I know you and I talked about a game in depth. Um, that game was just ugly. Um, I mean, that's the best terms for it. But Arizona, like that that corner, why can't I think of his name right now? Um, has just shut down number one wide receivers on the outside against them this year. So definitely something to note moving forward when facing Arizona, because like DK Metcalf is not the first guy that has gotten shut down by that guy. Um, I cannot think of his name right now. It's driving me crazy. Maybe um, Byron Murphy. That's still it, it, it's one like I one of those think. things that like pop into your head and you're like, oh, all right, yeah, I remember now. Um, yeah, right when right when you get done with the show. But um, <laughs> right. the good thing is Arizona's not on the slate, so I don't have to worry about it. And next week when we talk about it, week whenever they're back on the slate again, um, I'll try to remember his name. But pumped. Um, again, week seven, a lot of football, a lot of stuff, a lot of good games, a lot of not so good games. Um, so kind of a good mix here this week, Keith. Yeah, we've we've got buys now, so shorter slates. Like we were talking about 14, 15 games earlier in the year. Now we're into the buys, so we've got 11 games, a little fewer options to choose from. Biggest thing, no Josh Allen. Uh, he's kind of just been a plug-and-play at quarterback. We do have a couple of the big guys. We've got Lamar on the, on the slate. Herbert's on the slate, although we're, we're not sure how healthy really he has been. A little bit of a struggle for him here recently. Uh, Mahomes. Is, is here as well, and we've got Dak returning at a, at a decent price and Burrow coming off a big game. Um, so plenty plenty of quarterbacks still, but no Josh Allen was the big thing that stuck out to me. He's just kind of been plug him in and figure it out elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen not on the slate. Um, the other thing that I noticed, there was only one game over 50 implied total. Um, touchdowns are way down this year just in general. We've seen running back production kind of down this year. We, we, you know, we talked about it in depth last week on the podcast. So, um, I mean, it's really interesting when you're looking at these high end running backs. Um, so let's jump in, you know, it's a, like I said, it's, it's a fun slate. Like when I did my research yesterday and today, um, coming on, you know, I always try to spend time here when I was looking at the slate, I was like, man, this one, this one seems fun. And, And maybe it's just no Josh Allen. Maybe like, that's just the key. Maybe if we didn't have Patrick Mahomes, this slate would be really fun. Um, but, you know, this might be a week where, you know, we're definitely going to discuss cheaper quarterbacks and um, cheaper running backs, cheaper wide receivers. Like, th- there's a lot of um, potential plays here. So start at the top, Green Bay at Washington, 41.5 total here. Green Bay is a five-point favorite in this one. We'll start here. With the Packers, um, you know, the Washington pass defense has been really bad this year, but their run defense has been really good. Uh, They're still dealing with a a ton of injuries overall in this defense. What are your thoughts here on Green Bay? Yeah, Green Bay has been a tough team to figure out all season. Um, The receivers 
aren't very talented. Um, Dobbs has looked okay, but Watson's been hurt. Lazard has been inconsistent. He's had some injury troubles as well. Um, and then you have to split backfield here as well. So it's kind of tough to find plays to love on Green Bay. Um, I think Aaron Jones would be like my number one option here. Um, you mentioned the, the Washington rush defense has been pretty good, but Jones gets pass work as well. Um, I don't love the price tag at 7,600. He's definitely not one of my top options on the week, um, but in play for sure. I, I just, I'm not sure Washington's going to be able to keep up, obviously, with Wentz being hurt. Heineke steps in as the starter. So a little bit of concern about Washington being able to keep up, which kind of takes me off the passing game a little bit. Um, I think Dobbs is fine at, at 5K flat. Lazard at 6,100 is a little more than I'd, I want to pay there. Um, so I, I don't really love the Green Bay stacks. I'll, I'll sprinkle in a little Dobbs, a little Aaron Jones. I do like Robert Tunyon a, a decent amount, though, uh, as a cheap tight end. He's been a little bit more involved here recently. Um, had 12 targets last week, so I don't expect 12 targets out of him, but I think you could certainly see six to eight targets. Um, and Rodgers always looks to, looks for him in the red zone as well, so I do like Tunyon. Especially with Cobb out. Like that, I mean, yeah. I forgot to mention Cobb being out when we were getting into it. He's going to miss two to four weeks with the ankle. Like, it, It's no mistake that like with Cobb out, Tanyan getting 12 targets was, was a thing. So I like him. He's probably my favorite play. I don't trust Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. I mean, if, if one of them gets in the end zone, they still might not get there because the workload is so split. I think I'd prefer AJ Dillon over the two, like 5,600 compared to 7,600, but there's so many good running back plays on this slate that I don't think I need to play either one of these guys. So Tanyan for sure. I don't hate Lazard. His market share, for the targets here, target share is still good enough. And I mean, I don't mind Dobbs at 5k if Watson sits again this week. So I don't love it. I really don't. Um, just in general, this game going to the Washington side, you know, you already mentioned it Wentz out. This team is just chucking. This team was, is just chucking. Like it, it stinks that Wentz is out in this game. Um, because they, they have been chucking so much, but the guy I really want to play here on the Washington side is Brian Robinson. Packers are the worst um, run defense in the NFL this season. Love this spot. They're allowing the 27th most rushing yards per game at 130, or that's the fifth most, fifth most, um, at 135. They're 32nd in DVOA. Brian Robinson, 17 carries to Antonio Gibson's five. He played 80 or 48% of the snaps to Gibson's 27%. I think if he gets 20 carries in this game, we're looking at 85 plus yards and a touchdown um, potential. So Robinson at 5,500 is still kind of in that range where I think he's cheap enough that I want to jump on him in this great matchup. Yeah, I don't mind the Robinson call. Um, it is a little scary with Gibson still sitting there. Also, if they fall behind, Robinson probably doesn't get a ton of pass down work. Um, that would probably go to McKissick. So McKissick at 4,800, I think, could be like a deep tournament play. Um, certainly don't mind him. If I was stacking Rodgers, he would be one of my favorite runbacks, um, along with the wide receivers. Um, Robinson is cheap enough, though. If he falls in the end zone, um, he should get like 13 to 18 carries, I would think, here. Um, if, if he can find the end zone, you'd be in good shape there at, at 5,300. 
receivers are interesting with the quarterback change. Um, anytime a quarterback, a new quarterback comes in, it's hard to trust the market shares that we've seen up until this point in the season. And Washington's have kind of been a little bit surprising up until this point anyway. Like um, Curtis Samuel is getting more targets than Terry McLaurin. And that's like unexpected, obviously. So I have interest in McLaurin um, with Heineke coming in here. McLaurin is a super talented receiver. Um, kind of surprising that he hasn't been able to do anything. I really like it if Dotson misses again. Uh, but I have, I have interest in McLaurin and, and a little bit in Samuel either way. Um, but McLaurin's the guy I'm really hoping can pop off here. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a sample size that we had to, you know, really look at last season for McLaurin and Heineke. And, I mean, Terry McLaurin was 13th in the NFL in targets last year, averaging 7.7 targets per game with Heineke at quarterback. So he was second in deep threats, like deep targets. Like, there's there's massive upside for McLaurin. And we, we talked about it so much with Wentz, um, just the upside in general with McLaurin, and it just – it wasn't clicking yet. It just wasn't clicking. And it really hasn't clicked outside of the one good game against like Philly, like McLaurin's upside is still there. He's still getting the deep targets. He still has that, you know, air yard share of that was massive. Um, I, I still think Samuel is someone that can continue to get like underneath targets, but I think this is going to be a competitive football game. Um, I know green Bay is minus five in this game. I think it opened at, Green Bay minus five and a half. It's already kind of get bet down a little bit, but this is a quarterback that knows the system. It's a quarterback that threw the ball a lot last year. And I just don't really see that changing unless the weather changes the game script of this game. I mean, I have interest in McLaurin. I have interest in Robinson, not a ton of interest in Heineke. This past defense has been really good this season. Um, so I really just think I'm going to be looking at pieces and, it's not a game that I love. I mean, there's going to be a lot of games that we're going to talk about that I like pieces of this game, but nothing too crazy. One of my one of my one of my best plays last week. Saturday night, I was working on lineups, and I'd got done with NASCAR stuff, and I was building lineups. I was like, man, I'm ending up on a lot of Brees Hall. I got to play some Jets defense. That worked out. Um, <laughs> maybe Green Bay's just not good. Uh, okay, like maybe Green Bay's just not good. Maybe that. Maybe the Robinson Washington defense stack is playable in this spot. Yeah, I don't hate that call. Um, like Green Bay definitely has deficiencies. Like they're they're not great along the offensive line, and they're not great at wide receiver. Um, they have two talented running backs, but against this run defense, I could see Washington shutting down the run, forcing them to the air a little bit, and Rodgers just having a tough time finding open guys because they don't win a lot at the at the wide receiver level. So I, I don't hate that call. Um, just quickly on the quarterback, you touched on it a little bit. Heineke is not going to come in and manage this game. Like he was all out a very aggressive quarterback when he played last season. So, I mean, he's, he's willing to take deep shots. That's part of the reason I, I really like McLaurin as well. Um, you just kind of throw out the target share from the first six weeks. I think it's down at 16%, but he, like you mentioned, he was up around 25% last year. So he's a guy that can earn the targets. Uh, McLaurin's my favorite play from the game for sure. And just a quick note on like the commander's defense. They have at least three stacks in four of six games this year. Aaron Rodgers is going to get sacked in this game. There's no doubt about it. Um, if he's getting hurried, he doesn't have his fail safe anymore, man. Devontae Adams is not there. So the more I think about it, the more I don't hate the commander's defense with Robinson as a, like a, a secondary stack. Because, I mean, I like Tonyan. I don't mind Lazard. 
but it's not like I have to play anybody from the Packers as a run back to Robinson. And that type of game script really fits Robinson from what we saw last week. So just throwing it out there. Atlanta at Cincinnati. This game has a 47 and a half total. Cincinnati, a six and a half point favorite. We'll start here with Atlanta. Um, I mean, the Cincinnati defense is, has been pretty solid this season. Um, Atlanta likes to run the ball. They lead the NFL in rust percentage per, per game. We know what we're getting out of them. They, I mean, we saw it last week. Al, Algier, Algier and Huntley split carries. I think it was 15 and 15 or 15 and 16. Um, I just, I can't play London. I can't play Pitts. London has a tough individual matchup anyway this weekend. So, I mean, Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown last week, finally. But uh, again, like, it wasn't enough because they just don't throw the ball enough. So, I think if, like, if you're playing Atlanta, which I don't love Atlanta in general in this spot, I think you could play Mariota by himself or play the running back hot seat and try to get the right one um, out of these two guys. In If I had to pick one, thinking that Cincinnati is going to get a lead, I think it'd be Huntley because he seems to be the more more aggressive type of running back that they would use. But honestly, I don't love Atlanta here. Um, I like Mixon and Cincinnati defense, and we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta has just kind of been slowing it down. It's how they've been staying in games. Um, they're playing actually pretty well. Uh, but yeah, they're not throwing enough. I certainly don't want to double stack here. Um, and I prefer Pitts over London as well, just because Pitts fills that tight end spot. Um, if I'm playing Mariota, I'll probably use Pitts just to try to get tight end right along no, with him. Play him by himself and hope he runs the ball in three <laughs> times. He can run it in three times and throw one to Pitts, and then we're really in business. Yeah, Pitts, two <laughs> catches, one touchdown for yeah, that's, six that, yards. That, that was his line last week, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, this, they controlled – They uh, listen, they shocked me last week. Beating the 49ers last week, I think that shocked yeah. everybody. Um, but is that like Mariota's – like ceiling game last week is 24 his ceiling like he he had a 92 percent or 93 percent completion rate had two two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown and he put up 24 fantasy points like is that his ceiling i think is the biggest question i think it's probably pretty close to it just because of the lack of volume i suppose you could get another touchdown on the ground which would help a little bit but yeah i mean i i don't think he can go over 30 for sure um He's running, but he's not running like a ton. Um, trying to, six and seven rushing attempts the last two weeks. So yeah, I mean he he's in that range. Like there's there's a, a floor there because of the rushing, but the ceiling just isn't there because they're not throwing enough. That that's why I would definitely do the skinny stack and just hope that that some of the expensive quarterbacks fail. For, I mean he's fifty five hundred. I think he's in play at that that tag, but not something I love. I, again, like if I'm playing anybody from Atlanta, it's probably Mariota and it's probably by himself. Um, and I would run it back with like a mix in or a chase um, on the other side of this game. Like, I mean, looking at the Cincinnati side, they're, they're in a fantastic spot. Like this is a team that allows huge chunks in the air. Um, we know that Cincinnati likes to throw the ball. I think they're six or seventh in pass um, percentage per game. So, I mean, this might be a week that, you look at Burrow, you hope that Atlanta continues to keep games close and like you're not too worried about that. You're also worried about him slowing the game down. But I mean, Burrow, Chase, 
Depends on Higgins if he's back or not. Um, what are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? Yeah, Cincinnati was one of the things I got right last week. Well, the the Burrow to Chase, at least. Um, I played a lot of Hayden Hurst as well. That didn't work out so well. Um, he's got a decent target share. He's on the injury report again. We'll see. He's He's been playing through it so far. He's 3,500, so I don't mind going back to Hayden Hurst. Um, T. Higgins is, is the important one. Um, I still have interest in Chase even if he plays. I have interest in Higgins if he's out there. I, don't, I say that, but he's been active and limited the last two weeks. So, I mean, I guess if he if he doesn't get a full practice in all week, it's going to be really tough to play Higgins without seeing it first, um, just because we've seen him be active and be limited at the same time. So Higgins is a tough call, um, which makes Boyd a tough call too. I, I have interest in Boyd if Higgins were to miss, um, but really it's, it's Chase first as pretty clearly the number one with Higgins still banged up. For what it's worth, you know, week five, um, Higgins just disappeared. But week six, he had 10 targets. He played 86% of the snaps. Um, He ran two less routes than Boyd and three less routes than Chase. So I think, I think like Higgins and Chase are both playable. My, I mean, the biggest question mark outside of like looking at like maybe playing Cincinnati defense. but you know, you also worry about like Mariota just not throwing a ton. Is like Joe Mixon, <laughs> he's involved in the passing game, which is really it's helped. But, like, how can we pay 7k for this guy right now? Like, we know he's capable of three touchdown games, but is, but is he capable of three touchdown games in this offense? We We haven't seen it all year, like, he was dealing with like severe inefficiency issues. The first couple of weeks, um, and now like he only had eight carries last week. Um, I just I, I can't pay seven k for him, like you said. There, there's again plenty of options in that five and six k range. He just hasn't shown the ceiling. Um, I could definitely see this turning into the type of game script where they hand it to him twenty five times, but I just it's not something I'm going to play a ton of because. The, the efficiency hasn't been there as well. Like if he goes 20 yard or 20, 20 attempts for 80 yards, like that's not getting in there unless he falls in the end zone two or three times, um, which could happen, but probably not something to take a major shot on. Anything else here before we move on? Nope. That's all I have. Cleveland at Baltimore. 45 and a half total in this one. Um, Baltimore, six and a half point favorite. Start here with Cleveland. Baltimore started the season really bad against the pass. And I mean, if you look at like their passing yards allowed per game, it's not the best. Like this, this past defense is like, all right, hey, we're good. Um, they're, they're certainly reminding everybody that they're good. We know Cleveland likes to run the ball. Baltimore has a, a really stout run defense. Um, man, I'm struggling with, like, the Cleveland side of this game. Like, the guy that, like, continues to pop off the charts for me in this game is Njoku, of all people. I agree with you. I really like Njoku, and this is a good spot for him. But the problem is I want to play Lamar and Andrews, and I don't love to do the double tight end in a tournament I mean, Njoku's cheap enough, so you don't need quite as much from him. Um, 
but I, I don't love double tight end, and that's how I really want to play this game. Uh, Cooper's fine, but like you mentioned, Baltimore's secondary is getting healthier, and they've played a lot better here the last couple of weeks. Um, so I think Kareem Hunt is is the guy that I like the best. Um, I mean, in a vacuum, it's Njoku that I like the best. He's getting a ton of targets, but the guy I want to play for Baltimore is Andrews, and they play the same position, so that creates a little bit of an issue. Um, Hunt did not get hardly any work last week, which is is tough, but he's a guy that's been very involved in the passing game before. Um, playing from behind, hopefully they would get him a little bit more involved. Price is okay at 5,400. Um, and he, it's not like in the past he's just been a, a, a pass down back. Um, he, he's involved in goal line carries and things like that too. So Kareem Hunt, I think, is, is the guy that I prefer on Cleveland here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, the price tag is fantastic at 5,400 if you were able to get like a ceiling game at a hunt. And I'm with you. That's why I struggle, right? Like Cooper's volume, he has a 28% target share in this offense. They don't throw the ball a ton, which is like the biggest concern. But percentage, a large percentage of the passes are going to Cooper. So it's just, it's a really tough matchup. I mean, like I said, the, the, the Baltimore secondary, they started this season terrible, but they've turned it on. And, you know, we saw this last year with Miami. I think they were the worst pass defense in the league the first six weeks. And then the rest of the season, they were top three. So like it happens, you know, so I'm concerned with Cleveland just being able to keep up in this game, but I do think they're going to be trailing. So Hunt, Cooper, Najoku, um, all very interesting plays, I think, in this spot. And then on the Baltimore side, you pretty much already, you know, said it like Lamar to Andrews, like you can't really trust anybody else. You know, Marcus <laughs> Robinson's getting targets like you can't trust anybody else. Like if you're if you're playing Baltimore in this spot, you're playing Lamar and you're playing Andrews. Andrews got a day off on Wednesday. Don't look into that too much. It was just maintenance. Um, so is there anything else here that you'd like that you'd that you'd want to play on the Baltimore side? <laughs> you don't trust Kenyon Drake. <laughs> I, so I tilted that on the podcast last week that I played a bunch of Dobbins and then Drake played just as many snaps. But of, Dobbins got hurt in that game. He, didn't he, did. he hurt his I, knee? Yeah. Yeah. They said the knee. So if he sits, I'll play Kenyon Drake if Dobbins sits. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you would need Dobbins to, to miss the game. Um, the other Justice Hill, I think, is on his way back. Um, so that just adds another name to this backfield. It, it's a mess now because we don't know how healthy Dobbins is. It's hard to, to 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 feel good about Drake continuing to have the role that he had last week. Um, so yeah, it's really just it's Lamar and Andrews. It's pretty obvious. Andrews is is the target monster. I think even if Bateman plays again, uh, Andrews is still he's still the number one guy here. Um, Duvernay is cheap again. That's something I tried a ton last week that did not work out. I don't have any problem going back to that because he's 4,500, but Andrews is really the guy I want to stack with Lamar. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's really the only pivot that you could potentially trust unless Bateman's back. Um, if Bateman's back, you could take a shot on like either one of these guys with Lamar without Andrews and just hope that like the production doesn't go to Andrews. Um, I, I will say this, right? Like this run defense is 30th in DVOA against the run. Um, they're a run defense that's that, that's beatable. 
But if if Dobbins is out, do do we trust that it's going to be Drake or is it going to be Hill? Um, you know, that's the the second question is unless we get like a hard announcement that like Drake is going to start. I mean, he looked great last week against the Giants. He um, did. So who knows? I mean, did he earn the starting job if Dobbins is out? Um, probably. But I mean, they love. I think over Mike Davis certainly, but Justice Hill coming back. That's like what that, I said. They just, love Justice Hill, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's tough. Um, I would assume that it's going to be Drake, but I think you'd have to wait until you got more news on that situation. Uh, see if Dobbins I, is going to play. It doesn't sound like he's going to play. Drake out or Dobbs and Hill out. Um, it's not a certainty that he'll will be back, but he is practicing again. I did see that today. Um, but if Dobbins and Hill were to miss, then then you can play Drake. I think Hill plays this week from everything that I read. Um, like the hamstring doesn't seem to be bothering him anymore. So big, big time situation to watch just because of how bad this run defense has been. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing that I'll say. So. All right. Detroit at Dallas. One of my favorite games on the weekend. Probably a lot of people's favorite games um, on the weekend. 49 total, Dallas seven-point favorites. Um, two of the fastest-paced teams like in the NFL. This is projected as one of, the, if not the fastest-paced game on the weekend. Um, so, I mean, that's that's phenomenal to know. Um, Injury-wise, you know, you mentioned it. We assume that with a full practice, Dak is going to start this week, um, right? Like, I don't think it will be Cooper Rush. <laughs> Who knows? Um <laughs> We know that like Swift was still limited. You know, Detroit's coming off of a bye week. We'll see what looks like um, for them. Like we know that Jamison Williams is not going to play this week. Uh, DJ Chark didn't practice on Wednesday. Josh Reynolds didn't practice on Wednesday. But, but huge news here. St. Brown full practice Wednesday. So no matter what happens, it looks like we're going to get a healthy, ready to go st brown in this game and you know he returned week five against new england did not look himself um in that game so tough matchup against new england but he only played 30 percent of the snaps he was not a healthy smith or st brown sorry um looking at the matchup dallas defense has been solid but jared goff is gonna chuck um i want deandre swift to be back that helps the offense but my main target here is by far um, St. Brown. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, if he's fully healthy, which I, I think he will be um, with a full almost two weeks off with the buy in there, um, the, the, the role this guy had before his injury was one of the best in football, um, talking target shares up around over 30%. Um, he's the guy for sure. Um, Hawkinson is interesting. Like his price tag is up at almost 5K now, 4,800. Um, that's a, a bit of a tough ask. I mean, he's certainly shown he has the ceiling to pay that off, but I'd, I'd rather play St. Brown. Um, and Swift is also difficult, especially if he's not 100%. Um, I think his injury was a little bit more serious than St. Brown. So if he goes, we've seen him them activate him and then have him on a pitch count in a, in a game as well. So just a tough situation with Swift. Love the player, but until he shows that he's healthy, it's it's tough to play him. But give me all the St. Brown for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, I think if, if Swift plays 50% of the snaps, it's really tough to pay 6800 for him. And yeah. it's tough to pay 
hundred for Jamal Williams if Swift is even active. So, um, I, I mean, if if Swift is out, I think you could continue to take shots on Jamal Williams at six K, um, even in a tough matchup against Dallas. Like he, the volume is there. He didn't have any catches last or two weeks ago against New England. Was kind of a bust, but I mean, St. Brown. I want to see with the DJ Chark like news what happens with that because I think Josh Reynolds is still interesting. Um, if Chark is out, he's 4,700, so he's cheap. I think we all kind of expect Dallas um, to get up in this game and score some points. So, you know, taking shots on like wide receiver twos at these prices, I don't hate that um, here for Detroit. Let's talk Dallas. We kind of assume that Dak is going to start, right? Um, yep. You know, everything that I've read seems like he's going to start. He's 6,700 going up against Detroit. If you trust Dak to be 100% in this game, the Dak-CD Lamb combo, the Dak-Michael Gallup combo, it just it's juicy. It's juicy here because this is a fantastic defensive matchup for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Detroit's been a team we've been picking on all year. No reason to stop now. Um, I think you just because of the matchup, you just have to trust that that Dak is healthy and and jump right in uh, full force. The running back situation is really tough. Very much a split backfield, near fifty fifty. Um, they are both cheap, um, but with it being a split backfield, it's hard to to know which one is going off. I would lean to Pollard just because he has a, a little bit more explosiveness. He can break the bigger play, which is what we're looking for to speed this game up. Um, so I don't mind pairing Pollard uh, in my Dak stacks. Um, but yeah, it's it's Lamb and it's Gallup, like you mentioned. Um, Schultz looks like he's going to be back. Um, he missed last week, I believe, and the week before. No, just last week. Um he hasn't been very involved here recently, but we know Dak likes this guy. I have some interest in Schultz at, at just 3,600. So just back to the running back situation really quick. Do we think my, – my question is, like, which running back do we think if Dallas gets up by two touchdown, or do we really still think it's going to be still like a split backfield? Yeah, I mean, 60-40 is, is what the numbers are on the season. I just looked to, to double-check. It's 64% for Zeke, uh, 41% for Pollard. So they play together a little bit. Um, I think you just kind of count on that. Like Zeke is really cheap, and I think he could get big volume if they were up. So um, I don't know if that's where you're going with that, but, I mean, you're not – like that's a really cheap price tag for Ezekiel Elliott if he, if he can get that volume back. I mean, I, I could see Zeke scoring two touchdowns in the spot, right? Um, yep. So, yeah, I I don't hate Zeke this week. I, I think I like him more on FanDuel, but he's a little bit more expensive on FanDuel at 6,900. It's just like the touchdown equity on FanDuel, not getting a ton of catches. Um, but with that, with that said, like, he he'll get a couple targets. It's just whether or not like catches and um, <laughs> you know, I just man, I think he's playable on Fanduel at sixty nine. I think he's playable at six k on DraftKings. Like in this split work in matchups, he he's put up fifteen. Now what does he do in a really good matchup with Dak back? against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. I mean, they're allowing the most rushing yards per game. Like 
It wouldn't even shock me if like Dak doesn't get there because both Pollard and Elliott have monster games. Um, so a lot of different ways to approach Dallas, which is fantastic for tournaments. Dak is like cash game considerable on this on this slate. I think my plan right now is to go Herbert in cash. We'll talk about that um, against that Seattle defense, but I don't know what the right answer is yet you know, for cash game quarterbacks, because I mean, you could argue that it's Patrick Mahomes, even in a tough matchup, but, or you could argue going down to one of these cheaper guys that we're going to talk about um, as we're going here as well. So it's what makes this slate fun. Uh, that's it from this one. I think Yep. we got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Oh, 40 and a half total in this game. Tampa Bay is a 10 and a half point favorite. Uh, probably not high enough. Two fast paced teams. Uh, just, I mean, I mean, I think they're both fast paced because they've been playing from behind so much. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield questionable. We'll see. Um, he wasn't, he didn't practice on Wednesday. We, we talked about it last week. Like one of my favorite props that I hammered last week was the under passing yards for PJ Walker um that worked beautifully what are we doing with tampa bay in this spot against carolina i mean they've been passing so much i think that we have to be interested here um this king could get in quickly but they could also just smash in three quarters as well um brady is still in the low 6k range i, I talked about no allen obviously you still got lamar and Mahomes to worry about their ceiling um, I don't know. I, I think without Allen on the slate, I'm going to take some shots on Brady. Um, it's Evans, I think, first for me. Um, I don't even mind pairing Fournette with Brady, but Fournette is is really expensive. He's 7,700. Um, I've just got with Godwin's health. I'm not sure that I can go there. He's been on the field. He just hasn't quite been as efficient here. Um, he did have 12 12 targets last week, so. Don't mind going back to Godwin, but his price has come up now where it's right near Evans. I think I would rather just go Evans here. Um, and then I think Brate's going to be out again. He was carted off the field last no week. No chance he plays. Yeah, K. Dotton at 2,700. Um, probably the cash game tight end um, if you can't get up to Andrews. But Otten saw a really nice role without Brate two weeks ago. I'm really glad that Brate's okay. Um, yeah, that was one of the injury bugs that injury. I had last yeah. week. I was, I was very high on him. I played him. I think I was like 32%. Like I was like, he was a guy that I took a massive stand on last week. Um, Kate Otten is definitely, definitely interesting here. I like Leonard Fournette a lot in this game too. Um, Carolina, I don't think they're going to score a lot. So maybe I'm looking at the Tampa defense and looking at Fournette. They gave him 21 carries last week. They, Really kind of got away from Rashard White last week and played Fournette, you know, 78% of the snaps in a really close game against Pittsburgh. I, I could see Fournette getting 20-plus carries. And against Carolina, 20-plus carries is a lot. Um, this is a team that has struggled defending the run this year. So I like Fournette. If the game's close, like, he's someone that gets targets. So, like, he really has turned into, like, this game script-proof type of running back. And he's, he's right above that, like, top tier, you know, as far as pricing is concerned. So, like, Eckler is one of my favorite running back plays on the slate. We'll talk about him. He's 8,300. 
Fournette's like six hundred dollars cheaper, and like I mean, they're both very high upside type of plays. So I don't mind um, Godwin. It's just when Evans and Godwin are both healthy, so hard to judge where it's going to go to. So I really, when I'm playing Tampa, I just kind of split up my exposure to them. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it. I, I really like Kate Otten as a cheap tight end, though. Carolina, um, I, I mean, I want to see DJ Moore traded so bad. I want to see Christian McCaffrey traded so bad. It's just, it's not, it's not fair to these guys. There's so much talent here. And even if like Baker Mayfield plays in this game, I don't have a ton of interest in Carolina in general. Um, I mean, it, it, with PJ Walker at quarterback, I, I really just, he threw the ball 16 times last week, eight targets to McCaffrey, seven targets to more, I, I think is what it was. It was really high. Um, what are we doing with Carolina in this spot? Yeah, it's tough. It definitely depends on the quarterback. Um, I don't have a ton of interest either way, um, other than r- just running back Brady Stacks. I think McCaffrey is the guy. Just we haven't seen it from more yet this season. McCaffrey has a role that's pretty much unrivaled in football. He's been at 85% of the snaps, seeing a huge target share. Um, so game script proof. They'll check it down to him a ton if they're from playing from behind. He's expensive at 8,400, so it, it becomes an expensive stack if you're using Brady and then Evans or Godwin. Um, it, I think you could put Otten in there as well to, to save you some money, um, but McCaffrey is really the guy I want. Just don't love the price um, because this is a tough matchup against Tampa. They're, they've been really good against running backs. Um I don't DJ Moore is 4,900. So I'll probably end up taking shots on that again. Um, I don't like, I don't even know who I want to play quarterback. We've seen Baker try it for several weeks and he hasn't been able to get it done. Um, PJ Walker, just the one week. So I don't know. Moore's price has come down enough. I think I play a little bit. Um, Anderson gone now too. He wasn't getting a huge target share, um, but just worth noting. Sam Darnold returned to practice Wednesday. I know he can't. I know he can't play this weekend, from what I read, um, or won't play this weekend. Um, that's who I want. <laughs> that, that's who I want throwing DJ Moore the ball. Um, yeah. I agree with you on Christian McCaffrey. Just his role. Like, if he finds the end zone last week, he's a guy that was a game changer in DFS because he goes from twenty two to twenty eight, twenty nine, um, thirty fantasy points, and like, okay, like. We were paying 95 over 10K for this guy a bunch. Um, and like his role hasn't changed. I mean, he has one touchdown, two touchdowns, one passing. Oh, he has three touchdowns. He had one in week one. Um, I forgot about that one. So the ceiling is there. Even if PJ Walker is like playing quarterback, he he's not great. So he's going to dump off a lot of passes to McCaffrey. So yeah. Um, Christian McCaffrey, uh, DJ Moore, the price is just too good for the talent he has the ability to break like a 60 yard touchdown. So um, he can take it into his own hands, but yeah, it's, it's tough. You, you want to see him traded. Send <laughs> DJ Moore to Kansas city and let us have some fun with that. Um, oh man. Uh, what about these cheap wide receivers? I think nope. Shai Smith is. <laughs> nope. nope. Yeah. I mean, nope. they're cheap. Uh, it might be worth, 
in a, in a pass heavy game script, I will say it might be worth a shot just because of the price. I think Shai Smith would be the guy. Um, maybe LaVisca Chanel if he makes it back, but Smith is the guy who's been on the field, even when Robbie Anderson was there, like there, there's a cheap wide receiver too in here somewhere, but I don't know how productive he's going to be. They were down a touchdown or two most of the game last week, and he threw the ball 16 times. Yeah. If Baker Mayfield is back with Robbie Anderson gone, okay, now we can talk Smith and Marshall. I think that's where, like, the difference is, right? I just don't – I mean, P.J. Walker ceiling is probably 25 pass attempts. Yeah. I just I mean when you're when your ceiling is that like it's really hard to play any of the quarterbacks and like I don't even love Baker but like they were at least letting him throw the ball 30 times a game so that gives a little upside you know he had a, he had a passing touchdown I think in four or five games so gives the upside to one of these wide receivers so all right moving on Indianapolis at Tennessee 42 and a half total in this game Tennessee is a two and a half point favorite Keith, I think this is my sneaky game of the weekend. I, I okay. can see this game being sneaky good. Um, the Colts have been throwing the ball a ton this season. I don't know if you like have, have caught on to that too. Um, and it all goes to one guy. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, they're throwing the ball a ton. Like a ton. Like their second highest pass percentage this year. Tennessee is allowing the most passing yards per game. And they're, the, they're 29th in DVOA against the pass. Like, if this game was in Indianapolis, I would actually consider playing Matt Ryan in cash games. Um, that is how much I like Matt Ryan this week. I'm going to have exposure to him. He's 5,400, and he's coming off of a game where he threw the ball 58 times. <laughs> he's thrown the ball at least 30 times in every single game this season, even in the game that they looked absolutely terrible against Jacksonville. He was chucking the ball over the field. Like, Matt Ryan... Pittman combos are playable. Matt Ryan Campbell combos are playable. Matt Ryan Pierce combos are playable. And the good thing is like Pierce and Campbell are so cheap that you can go Ryan who's cheap. You can get Pittman in there and then you could play one of these cheap guys to run your double stacks for large field tournaments. And with as bad as this passing defense has been like, the upside's there. So, again, I think, like, the Colts are a sneaky good team this week. I don't hate it. I was definitely on Michael Pittman. Um, I, I probably wasn't playing Matt Ryan until you brought this up. And I am concerned that if Jonathan Taylor comes back, he doesn't have the upside to throw it 50-plus times um, just because I they would trust Taylor to keep them in the game. But this run defense uh, is so good. And, like, I don't think Taylor is 100%. Yeah, and he, like he hasn't been as efficient this year as well. The offensive line hasn't been as good for the Colts. Um, so maybe they do get down and are forced bit, forced into the pass-heavy game script again. Um, yeah, I, I was on Pittman for sure. Like he like he saw an absurd amount of targets last week. Um, has a phenomenal target share, 16 targets last week. Um, like he's, he's just the, the clear number one here. I'm playing Pitt, Pittman regardless. I, I think it depends on if Taylor is back or not, if I if I want to play uh, Matt Ryan with them. I do like the, the cheap guys as well, too, so it, it does make sense. Um, like, Pittman is pricey, but the, the overall stack is cheap when you throw in Ryan and, and uh, Pierce or Campbell. 
Yeah, and what's crazy is like Pittman's averaging the ninth most fantasy points among wide receivers this year through the first uh, six games. Is one touchdown. One touchdown. Like that's going to change. That's he almost had one last week. He uh, hit the ground like in the end zone. He very nearly had it. He had it for a minute, I think. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, I, I mean, Matt Ryan's not great anymore, and we can all agree on like Matt Ryan is not great, but he has he's seventh in catches. Like I said, he's averaging the ninth most fantasy points. He's he's getting yards after the catch. He's averaging 83 receiving yards per game. The target share, like you mentioned, is at 24%. He's the guy. He He's the guy. And he's eventually going to score touchdowns. Um, when he scores touchdowns, he has 40-point ceiling. I mean, it's as simple as that. So he scored 29 last week without a touchdown. Love Pittman. I don't mind Campbell or Pierce. They're both really cheap. If Taylor comes back, I'm probably not playing him at 8,100 against this tough Tennessee run defense. Um, he, he's phenomenal. But again... They're second in the NFL in pass percentage this year. They're 27th in run percentage. They don't like to run the ball. And that's fantastic for this matchup because this defense is good against the run and they're they're very good funnel pass defense. So um, let's go to the Tennessee side of this game with, with my thoughts on like Ryan and Pittman. I, I kind of like Derrick Henry this week. Um, you know, Coming off of a bye, fresh legs, going up against the, the Colts here. I mean, he's 8,200, but he's like one of the last like handful of like workhorse running backs left in the NFL that has the potential to get 25-plus carries. Yeah, I like Henry here also. Um, Indy's defense has been surprisingly bad this year. I thought they were going to be a pretty good unit. I know Shaq Leonard has missed quite a bit of time. Um, and I'm not sure what his status is for this week. Um, if he's back, maybe that makes a little bit of a difference, but it's still, it's Derrick Henry is a home favorite. Um, you have to be interested in that. Um, Traylon Burks being gone from the, the receiving court. Like there's just not a ton of talent out there on the receiving court here for C going to be forced to like their, their best way to score points is to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. So massive role. He's a home favorite. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there on Henry. Complete opposite, right? Third highest rest percentage per game, uh, 26 pass percentage per game. So complete opposite offenses here. And if, if we can just get some touchdowns from Tennessee and the Colts are able to put up some points, like this game, you might hear this game later in my over-under section. So um, I like this game. Like I said, I think this game has sneaky upside. I mean, Robert Woods would be my favorite if I was going to play a pass catcher from – this this offense but i mean i think it's derrick henry and you could pair derrick henry with matt ryan and the pass catchers from indy and just hope that game script is tennessee gets up by a couple touchdowns early and they just pound the rock and even if they don't get up they're still gonna pound the rock with derrick henry um this guy has 20 rushing attempts in four or five games this year he's been involved in the passing game a little bit here recently too so um which we haven't seen from Henry and Henry in the past. And it's nice to see because it definitely adds some more upside to his um, repertoire here. So giants and Jags 42 total here, Jacksonville three point favorites. Um, no respect for the giants, man. <laughs> this team is decently good. Um, and they're doing it with 
no wide receivers. Um, what do you like here for the Giants? Uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah, he's I good. Mean, he's, yeah, he's, he looks phenomenal. Um, has one of the best roles in football. Uh, you said it, like they just don't have a, much of a passing game because all their wide receivers are hurt. Um, Wondell Robinson did make his debut, scored a touchdown. Um, only had four targets, though. Like I, They're going to hand it off to Barkley as long as that that's still working. Um, so he, he's the guy. Um, I, I don't want to play Daniel Jones. Wandale's not like free anymore either. Forty five hundred. Um, I think I, I I could see a scenario where his role expands a little bit this week, um, but for forty five hundred, I'm just not sure how many shots I want to take on that. Slayton's price is up a little bit too. Um, it's it's just Saquon here. What do you? Um... My my question to you is, what do you expect here from Robinson? He only played 22% of the snaps last week. He ran 10 routes and had four targets on 10 routes. That is something to note. Like, if we yeah. if we think he's going to get up in that, like, 60 to 70% tar- like snap, sh- snap percentage, um, and if he runs 25-ish routes, like, is he going to be an eight-target guy? Is he going to be, like, the Sterling Shepard role with Daniel Jones? Um He's 4,500. He's cheap. This game has some potential. Um, I think with Robinson's price, you could potentially play him with Barkley. You know, Barkley's the play. I'm not trying to say that, like, he's not the play. Like, he's the play. He's one of the best running backs on the slate. He's going to be that way when he's healthy in any matchup. It's just, I mean, maybe Robinson is playable here like there's there was no setbacks he practiced wednesday no not on the injury report right now he everything points to like this guy being the number one wide receiver and it still sounds like tony's not going to play so i I think i have a little bit more interest in robinson than i initially did um when i was looking over the slate so there you go yeah i didn't realize the snap share was quite that low um that is really interesting because without a doubt i think he's trending toward towards being the wide receiver one here. I just, I don't know if it happens this week because of the health. Um, if he logs full practices all week, I think he could be in line for 50 to 60% of the snaps. And if he's up in that range, we've definitely got something to work with here. So yeah, I'll, I'll be digging into that a little bit more. I'll definitely be keep, keeping an eye on his practice reports. Um, and as long as I see full practices, I'm, I'm probably going to be more interested than I was initially as well. One other name I'm going to throw out there as a potential pivot off of Otten is Daniel Bellinger. Talked about him yeah. last week on the podcast. Um, five catches on five targets, touchdown. I mean, he's not going to be this huge yardage guy, but he is definitely like a red zone threat when it comes to Daniel Jones. So um, I don't mind Bellinger here at 3,400. More of a tournament play, but I mean, it's early in the season. Dude has three touchdowns already. There's not much here as far as competition, um, just in general. He had a 20% target share last week. He played 97% of the snaps. He ran the most routes on the team. Um, so just kind of like a, 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 a sneaky, quiet, good tight end that we're not really talking about a lot yet. So um, yeah, don't I mean, mind if, if they throw If they throw the ball at all, these targets have to go somewhere. Um, Darius Slayton has never been a guy who's commanded a ton of targets. We don't know how many snaps Wandale Robinson is going to play. I, I think that's a great call. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Richie James has kind of disappeared you know yeah. as well so yeah maybe bellinger's the play with barkley um barkley's the play i don't for again. sure um jacksonville like the giants defense has struggled they're, they're 30th in dvoa they've really struggled to stop the run um the problem is we we, we are in a full split backfield situation now in jacksonville like it, it's it is a full split backfield situation um i mean the concerning thing last week is they i mean it was a super competitive game and we only saw 22 pass attempts from trevor lawrence um in that game that hurts the upside of kirk and it hurts the upside of jones and jones jones times two like i don't know what to think they are home favorites this defense is beatable what are your thoughts here on the jags yeah, I'm interested just because of the matchup here against this Giants defense. Um, and I think it's Travis Etienne is the guy that I want. Um, it, like the rushing share has, is pretty split, but I think Etienne is the guy they're looking to long term. And I know Etienne is the guy in the passing game. So he he's the game proof, game script proof guy. Um, he's a little bit cheaper. If he has 50% of the rushing, um, and whatever I don't know what his target share has been on the season, but it's definitely higher than Robinson's. Um, yeah, he's two targets last week, five the week before, so not outstanding. But if they're behind, ETN's going to be the guy in there for the passing work. Um, I have a lot of interest in ETN, especially if they're going to lean more run heavy anyway. Uh, I do still have interest in the wide receivers here. I don't know that I'm looking to double stack Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence, though. I probably just have interest in finding the volume guy, uh, Christian Kirk at 5,900. Uh, if he's, I mean, his upside is is like 10 targets. We've seen it a couple of times this year. Um, so I certainly want some Christian Kirk. And then Zay Jones, just because of the price, he's played pretty well this, this year when he's been healthy. Um, caught all five of his targets last week. Um, I, I think, uh, Zay Jones is in play as well at 4,400. I want to watch the Marvin Jones news. Um, because I do think that helps Zay. I also think it could potentially help Evan Ingram. Um, if one of the Jones were to sit, do we see like a little bit of Evan Ingram revenge here against the giants? Does Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> like feed him a touchdown? Um, he's 3,300 man. Like the, like we, we have Andrews, we have Kelsey on the slate, and, like, paying up for top tight ends 
is is phenomenal but it's also hard sometimes um when you have so many good plays so i like looking at these cheap, cheap tight ends i think both the tight ends in this game have touchdown potential um yeah there you go that's what i got that's what i got from the jags i like the etn call he's the explosive guy too like he's the guy that could break yep. the long touchdown run too like for tournaments so i i like the etn call game script proof it's the only thing that like gets him out of the game is like it is like a 50 50 share and if he's not if he's not running the ball well and that robinson breaks a couple good runs like does it go 60 40 maybe um but i i really do think like this team is building to the future they have lawrence they have kirk they have you know zay jones they have etn like they're building towards the future so yeah and etn is is getting a little bit more work uh, for what it's worth. He has played more snaps than Robinson each of the last three weeks. Um, he was at two weeks ago, 49% to 46%, uh, 51% to 43%, and then ETN at 45%, Robinson at 40% last week. So it, this is trending in ETN's direction for sure. All right, Houston at Las Vegas taking on the Raiders, 45 and a half total here. Vegas, a seven-point favorite at home. Start with the Houston side. Another game that I think could be sneaky good. Um, if Davis Mills shows up at all in this game, like if he shows yep. up at all in this game, this game has all the potential of being good. Um, Damian Pierce is in a good spot. Brandon Cooks is in a great spot. If Davis Mills can show up in this game, this game has all the makings of being uber competitive. Yeah, this is, I think, my favorite game of the week. I, I like Detroit-Dallas a ton as well. Um, I think a lot of people will like that one. Um, I think this could be a little bit of a sneakier pivot. Um, we'll see what ownership shakes out at. But I absolutely love this game. Car is cheap. Um, sorry, were we starting Raiders or Texans? Houston. Always the Houston visiting side. team, Keith. It's week okay. seven. <laughs> I should know that by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, like if Davis Mills can keep this game close, we've got a, a, a real potential for shootout. I love Damian Pierce in this spot. Um, this is his backfield now. 6,400 prices coming up, uh, but 26 rushing attempts last week. Uh, this role is starting be to look like a workhorse role here for Damian Pierce. I think that they're like the Vegas run defense is, is nothing to be afraid of. I think that Pierce can have plenty of success on the ground, and that's the way that this game stays close, is he just runs for a couple of touchdowns early, and we actually find Carr in catch-up mode a little bit. Um, so I, I love Damian Pierce. I will build some Carr stacks as well, and I'm, I'll be looking for bringbacks. I don't mind um, Pierce as a runback as in that. He has gotten a little bit of pass, work, pass game work in the last two weeks. Um, but Brandon Cooks is probably the guy I prefer in a runback scenario. Um, I think you could take some looks at OJ Howard as well if Brevin Jordan misses again. Uh, they cut Farrell Brown, so OJ Howard is is kind of the last guy standing with with Aikens there. Um, that's not a comfortable play, but he's cheap. Um, but yeah, I mean Cooks on on the other side of my Raider stacks and and Damian Pierce for sure. One other name I want to mention is Nico Collins. He's a legit wide receiver, too, if he's healthy. Um, I mean, his snap share is is trending in the right direction. He's running routes. Um, if they get behind in this game, he has tremendous value at 4,200. Um, but Pierce is my favorite. I'll have some cooks and some Collins. 
I don't think I'm playing Davis Mills just because they don't tend to throw the ball enough. And even if they're down, I don't know if he necessarily has the ceiling. I can play as pass catchers and just hope I get the one or two touchdowns that Mills is going to throw. Um, but the other side of this game, I do like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is really in, he's in play here at 5,900. Like I, I, Josh Jacobs is in a fantastic spot. I'll start, we'll start with him. He's in a fantastic spot. Devontae Adams is in a fantastic spot. We'll see what happens with the tight end situation. Like Jasper Horse, Horstead might be the tight end for this game. Um, and if that <laughs> happens, I, I definitely don't want anything to do with the tight end situation. Um, would potentially make like Renfro um, and Matt Collins more interesting. But I don't want to bury the lead here. Like Houston can't stop the run. Josh Jacobs could run all over this defense. But Vegas likes to throw the ball a ton too. Yeah, I like all parts of this Vegas offense. Um, I will play Jacobs with Carr as well. Not something that I do a ton. Um, but I could absolutely see Carr throwing a couple touchdowns early and then just putting it in Jacobs' belly 20-plus times. Um, so in that scenario, with Carr at 5,900, uh, I think like a Carr, Adams, Jacobs-type scenario could definitely play out in this game. Um Jacobs is in is in the best spot of the week at 6,500. He's been phenomenal this year. He's had an, a phenomenal role this year. Um, probably the top running back play on the slate. But I do want to play some Derek Carr as well with Devontae Adams. Um, Carr is cheap. Adams is, is expensive. So it all it, it all kind of works itself out. Um, like you could probably just play. Adams by himself and, and get the majority of the share. But I, I like the car Jacobs Adams stack. And I, I mean, you can throw in some run throw in Hollins too, if the tight ends are out, but it's, it's Jacobs first, then it's car and Adams. Um, but I want plenty of exposure to both of those. Love the spot for the Las Vegas team. Um, yeah. Fantastic spot against Houston. This defense has been bad for years now, it seems. Um, so Really like this spot in general. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to hammer home one more time, Hunter Renfro. I, I do think like he has a large role in this game if Waller sits. Um, Adams is just Adams. If if Carr just feeds Adams the the ball in this game, Adams could he could go for two hundred yards. And I, <laughs> and like I say that jokingly, but we watched him feed Adams in Week One against the Chargers, and he had. 10 catches on 17 targets for 140. This is a much better matchup. Um, so if Waller's out, man, Adams could have a big day, especially like coming off of a game where Adams was pissed. Um, it, it just everything sets up for Adams to have um, a big game here. So uh, we got the Jets and the Broncos. 38 total. Denver favored by one. Um can we just say oof? Um, I mean, this game, we'll start with the Jets. Brees Hall has been a, a breath of fresh air when it comes to the Jets. And I, Brees Hall has just been phenomenal. Like, he's he's averaging over five yards per carry in the last two games and over 4.9 in three of his last four games. And he's doing it with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco at quarterback and Michael Carter getting getting work as well. Like, Brees Hall is legit, and we're eventually going to continue to see this number trend to like Brees Hall around seventy five percent of the the snaps. 
it's just this is a tough matchup. I mean, Denver's Denver's defense is no joke, and they're a lot better against the pass than they are against the run, but that's not saying much. Overall, the number one DVOA defense on the league this year. Is there anything here for the Jets that you want to play? Brees Hall is the only Jet that I have any interest in whatsoever. Um, when you said he was trending towards 75%. I thought you were going to say his price is trending towards 7,500, which I agree with as well. Like you're getting Brees Hall at a discounted price right now for how talented this guy is. And I think he's going, going to end up winning more of the job as well. Just a larger share of it. Um, it's a 6,200 tough matchup, but I think it, I think he can still win. Um, I definitely want to play some Brees Hall. I have no interest at all in Zach Wilson or any of the pass catchers. Uh, I mean, uh, he's so involved in the passing game, too, that I, I don't see him coming off the field. And Like, was it week three? I think it was week three. I know it was Flacco at quarterback, but they showed, like, they were down and, like, Hall got, I think he got 10 plus 11, 11 targets. Like, so if they get down in this game, if, if Russell Wilson finally shows up, um, I mean, it's a great spot for Hall. It's just a lone running back. I don't, he's not going to be popular here, right? Like, I don't, let's see. I don't think so. We have him currently at 21% projected ownership. Oh. So we could be completely wrong. Um, yeah. The, I mean, the price is good enough. That, that makes sense to me. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of options in this. Jacobs, range, is, so. Jacobs is in this range. Kenneth Walker, Pierce. who we haven't talked about, is under this price range. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that number comes down as we get closer to Sunday. Yeah, it's so early in the week. So early in the week. Um, Denver. Denver, Denver, Denver. Denver, 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 Denver. Um, I don't know, man. The Jets' corners have definitely been playing a little bit better here over the last couple of weeks. Um, Russell Wilson looks terrible. He he does not look like Russ. Um, I don't know what to think here. You know, Melvin Gordon – got banged up but they already said that he's gonna start and play here he's 6k um and i'm struggling with denver in this game like i I know they're gonna score some touchdowns in this game i'm just struggling like do i just take some shots on sutton do i take some shots on judy i don't know if i can play russ but there was ever a spot to play russ like the jets play so fast that they're gonna have plenty of plays here I think we have to have interest, but maybe the total is telling me we telling us we don't have to have interest. Um, I mean, we're talking about a 19 and a half team total here for Denver. I don't know what to do with it either. Sutton, I think, is the guy just because the running backs room is just an absolute mess. We saw Latavius Murray come off the street and handle the majority of the rushing share last week. Like, what, what's going on here? Um, Didn't there has been Melvin go Gordon, something happened, right. They, they said he was completely healthy after the game, but they did come out then and say Melvin Gordon would be the starter this week. So I don't know what's going on exactly. No, because he went into the game. Then he went into the game with like a neck, right? Like he had a neck and like a rib issue or something. I don't know. I don't trust the running back situation. The fact that Melvin Gordon is 6K makes it so much easier not to trust the running <laughs> back situation. Um, I would play, like if I was going to take a shot, I'd play Latavius Murray before I would play Melvin Gordon. Yeah. But I'm not playing either one. Yeah. Let me I say mean, that. that. I'm not playing either one. Yeah. Just there's no need to try to figure this out. There there are plenty of good running back plays right in the same range. The the five six K range. 
I think is where all the great running back plays are. So there's no need to really try to figure this situation out. Just like Sutton's a guy. Oh, and tight end um, Dulcich had an awesome role in his first game. Um, so I said Otten might be the ca- cash game tight end. It could be Dulcich also. He's 2,500, uh, caught a touchdown in his first NFL game, uh, returned off IR. Very, very talented uh, pass catcher at tight end. Yeah, and uh, what, what was the, their other tight end was just inactive. Like it wasn't even like an injury. Thing, yeah, so. yeah, Kui Boonham, like he just straight up did not dress. Yeah, I want to see what his ownership looks like. He only had three targets, but again, like, I mean, we, I'm sure you watched that game too, but like Denver, it was like, all right, the first half of that game is like, all right, Denver's going to play football this week. Yeah. And then whatever <laughs> happened at halftime. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing Russ. Like, I just <laughs> give me one piece that can hit in this game. I think it's, it's Sutton or it's Dulcich, but I, I'm not using any Russ stacks. I might have at least one. I mean, I'm I'm pot committed now, so <laughs> I mean, I'll probably have one um, or two. Like, <laughs> anyway. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving on. We're not spending a lot of time on that game. We're moving on. We got Kansas City at San Francisco. 48 and a half total here. Kansas City, a three-point favorite. Um, I mean, San Francisco showed last week they're vulnerable. Um, I mean... Atlanta put up a really good, solid game against them. This is Pat Mahomes. This is this Kansas City high-powered offense. Um, what are we looking at with the Chiefs going into San Francisco here? I mean, you got to play some Pat Mahomes, right? Um, egg on our face. We said it wasn't Juju last week. Guess what? It was finally Juju. I'm glad it's week. Juju because <laughs> our original take this year was it's going to be Juju. <laughs> yeah, so. it totally was. We're, we're, uh, it was like one of those situations. We're going to be right either way, but we're also going to be wrong either way. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it was nice to see him finally get, have some production. Um, he still only had five targets, though. So, I don't know. It, it's still a difficult situation. Like, it's just Kelsey is the answer. Um, I don't – 8K, it's it's whatever. You just – you figure out how to fit him in and figure out the rest of the lineup elsewhere. Uh, Mahomes and Kelsey is – is the answer here. I think you can take some shots on Hardman. We were very close to getting that right. I mean, I guess for 4K, we like maybe not GPP value, but he, he met his value for a good amount. Really liked the rollout of Hardman. Um, he got the touchdown. We'll see. Um, 4,300 this week. I think he's in play for sure as well. And turn back to Juju uh, if you want to. But Mahomes to Kelsey is the real answer here. Yeah, I talked about Hardman last week, and I don't think I was necessarily wrong when it came to Hardman. He got the touchdown. He had a, a decent game. He kind of got taken out of the game a little bit when he had the fumble. Um, that definitely hurt his upside, but they eventually went back to him um, instead of Sky Moore. I think Hardman has a role in this offense. He's so fast, man. Like, this is like a, like, they're going to continue to make plays for him 
listen, Kansas City throws the ball the most in the NFL per game. You have to have interest in the percentage of these guys because of how much Pat Mahomes throws. Obviously, Kelsey is the big red zone threat. Patrick Mahomes locks in on this guy. This guy's doubled and he still catches touchdowns. It's just, it's phenomenal. Um, So I have interest in Juju. I have interest in Hardman. I still don't think MVS is the answer. Um, I, I could see like DJ Moore coming in and like MVS going to a wide receiver four under Hardman. Um, I don't know. San Francisco side of this game though. Oh, man, the Kansas city pass defense is allowed a lot this year. And is this a spot that are we going to trust this IU game from last week? Um, it is the big question. We know what we're getting out of Debo. Do we trust Jimmy G to do the, do his thing in this matchup is, is the next question. Um, Listen, I, I love stacking when I'm playing up against Kansas City, whether it be the quarterbacks or the wide receivers or the tight end with Kittle with 10 targets last week. You nailed that. Um, didn't necessarily have a monster game, but it's coming. Like, he he's involved again. So the good thing, Keith, is we know where the production's going for San Francisco. It's, it's going to Wilson on the ground, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle in the air. We don't have to worry about Jawan Jennings or Ray Ray McLeod or anybody else. Telvin Coleman's going to get a few carries over Wilson, but it's still going to be Wilson. Like we can, we can stack back a lot of this game um, on the San Francisco side. Yeah. I, I think there are some great run back options. Um, Debo and Kittle are my two favorites. Ayuk is somebody who actually, I didn't play a ton of him last week, but he did end up in my best uh, Burrow to chase stack and was on my best tournament team that actually saved my week a little bit. Um, had a decent finish there, but um, I don't, I mean, I get, probably isn't going to catch two touchdowns again. Debo and Kittle are really the red zone guys uh, with Jeff Wilson, um, but I'll, I'll go right back to Kittle. Like you said, 10 targets. Um, it, it was pretty clear in the numbers that they were trying to get him the ball. Um, they were finally able to, I think like he he's just, a phenomenal pass catching tight end. So like when, when they have to use him to block, it's not ideal, but whenever they do let him get involved in the passing game, it's, it's usually with good results. So I'm going right back to Kittle. Debo is the other guy um, that I want to go to. I just think there's more touchdown equity there um, than with Ayuk. I'm pretty sure San Francisco plays from behind. I mean, they're, they're a good team and their defense has played great, but it's against Patrick Mahomes. So struggling with Jeff Wilson. That was one of the things I got wrong last week. I, I thought this was a great spot for Jeff Wilson. Um, did not expect them for, to be playing from behind against Atlanta, obviously. So that didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested in the pass catchers here on the other side of, of the chief stacks for sure. It's a stackable game. We don't have a ton of stackable games on this slate and this is definitely a stackable game. Yeah, I will say it, it is tough to stack because kind of like what we talked about with the Ravens and Andrews, like Kittle's probably the guy I want to play the most, but unless I'm playing two tight ends, like it's Mahomes and Kelsey that I really want to play here. And if I if you use Debo, that's really expensive. So maybe Ayuk is is the best option here just because of the way the positions and the pricing works out. It is pretty tough to do the Mahomes to Kelsey. Like if you go Kittle, you've got two tight ends. If you go Debo, it's really expensive. Um, so I, I, 
like when I think of it from that perspective, I I have more interest in IU than I originally did. So I will say, like, if you're playing the afternoon only, the four o'clock games, uh, it's a four game slate this week. I do the expert survey for RG. It's definitely possible to go double tight end on that slate. That's where it becomes very interesting to go double tight end. So just saying. Um, we finished it out. Last game here, Seattle at LA taking on the Chargers. Chargers a six and a half point favorite in this game. Um, six point favorite. It went down. Um, man, this is a game that I really like. Nailed the nailed the Seattle pick last week. Um, I did say that I like their money line. Um, Gino's legit, man. I'm just gonna keep saying it. Like Gino, Gino's legit, and this defense is bad. <laughs> Kyler Murray's just worse. Um, the Chargers are going to put up points, which makes me really interested in Geno. Makes me really interested in Walker, Metcalf, Lockett, um, Noah Fant. If we didn't have so many tight end plays, I think would be interesting. But another team where we kind of know where the production's going, and the game script looks like it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the the Metcalf Lockett um, production last week was something that that crushed me as well. Um. You just you go right back to it though, but they're the guys that that, that you want. Um, Gino is cheap. Metcalf and Lockett are still, I mean, in my opinion, underpriced. Lockett certainly. Um, Metcalf, I think, is is the real number one here. Um, Sixty six hundred for a guy that could see double digit targets. I'm I'm all for that. Tough matchup against the Chargers, but I'm I'm in for it. I I definitely want some Chargers exposure. Um, Debo is probably or not Devo, uh, DK Metcalf is a preferred option here. Um, Kenneth Walker, I, I like. Um, I'm worried about game script here. He was a little bit involved in the passing game. So I was underweight on Walker last week, which didn't work out. Um, he had a, a great game. He did have three targets. So I don't know. I suppose that, that there's some passing game work there at least. Um, he's still cheap at 5,800, so he's in play. But I am worried that this game script could could get away from him. We could see a little bit more DJ Dallas in the passing game than we did last week. I man, I like this game. And, like, obviously it has the highest implied total on the slate. It's juicy. It's just people don't like the Geno. Like, uh, we, we consistently see that people don't believe in this guy and like i mean metcalf had a really tough individual matchup last week and it's it's a tough matchup this week but it's better than it was last week so uh, i like metcalf again i agree with you like he's 6600 and he is two touchdown upside so he's too cheap uh i mean the chargers side of this game it'd be really interesting to see if Keenan Allen is going to be back or not. Like it's such a huge piece to this offense. If he's back or not, Mike Williams got absolutely shut down. He got shut down last week. Um, no joke that that corner from Denver. I can't think of his name right now, but you do not want to play like wide receiver. Yeah. You don't want to play wide receivers against him. Like, yeah, it, it, he just shut him down. Like go right back to well on Williams. Even if Allen is active, Jared Everett is someone I like, but I mean, this whole offense is fantastic. It's just really, 
predicting what you think the game script is going to be, but it goes back to the conversation of this is another spot you could potentially go quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Yeah, definitely agree with that call. Um, Eckler, like he just keeps getting it done, man. Um, like the, he's not playing all the snaps, but when he's out there, he is efficient and he's finding the end and the end zone at an absurd rate. Um, 8,300, but this is a fantastic matchup and he's a really talented player who's been super efficient. So I think you just, you keep playing him. He's kind of like the, the pass catching version of Nick Chubb, right? Like Chubb just feels like he shouldn't always get there, but he always ends up getting there. Eckler's kind of that same way. Um, this is probably the best matchup he's had all season. I guess he had Houston earlier in the year, but um, this is as good as matchups get. So I definitely want some Eckler. Herbert, man, I don't like tough matchup last week, but he didn't look great. And I'm still a little bit concerned about those ribs. He's 7,200. I'm going to play some. Um, I do like the idea of having Eckler in that stack though, as kind of a slight hedge that, like Eckler could run one in and then if Herbert doesn't completely go off, you could still find a way to get there. Um, but yeah, I, I love the Chargers side here. Eckler's first. Herbert's a little bit underpriced, I think for this matchup um, depends on Keenan Allen as far as the, which pass catchers I want to play, but all of them in play for sure. Great spot um, yeah. for the Chargers just in general, I think today or this week. Um, I say today. This week, um, so yeah, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Fun slate. Like, even after, like, breaking it down game by game, I'm going to stick with my original thought and say this is this is just a fun slate. Um, so yep. see how, we'll see how it plays out. All right, give me a quarterback that you have throwing for 300-plus yards. Uh, we both missed this one this last week, so we got to bounce back here. Yeah, I, I went to Brady. That didn't work out. Um, I thought about going back to Brady again this week just because they throw so much. Um, but I'm going to go Joe Burrow. Seems like T. Higgins getting a little bit healthier. He played a little bit more. Um, Jamar Chase obviously had a fantastic game last week. I think they're in a good spot again. Burrow, it is. Um, and I debated on this one, but I'm going to go Geno. I really think that he's going to throw for 300 plus yards in this game. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. So give me, give me Gino. It's either Gino or Carr if I'm going cheap quarterbacks on my main lineup this week. I really haven't decided which one yet. But uh, low on running back for a touchdown. Again, we do this on Wednesday night. It's now Thursday morning um, on the East Coast. But um, who do you got as a low on running back that's going to score a touchdown this week? I'm going to play a lot of Travis Etienne this week. Um, the role is growing. I like this matchup against the Giants. He gets passing game work. Um, he can certainly find the end zone. Yeah, I like that call a lot. He is so much cheaper, too, at um, 5,400. He projects well. Like he, I think he's going to be someone that we see push a little over 10%. I hope not. I hope that it's going to work out, but we'll see. I'm going to go Zeke Elliott. I really think Zeke's going to find the end zone this week. I don't expect him to be popular because of the situation. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Zeke Elliott. Quarterback, wide receiver, stack for a touchdown. Who you got? Maybe this will sway your decision a little bit. I've got Carta Adams here. Uh, this, is a, this is a fantastic spot for this Raiders offense. All right. I'll see you, Carr and Adams. <laughs> and... 
delay a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'll go Dak to CD. Love it. Hedging my Elliott pick, but I could see all three of them scoring touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Detroit. We've seen Detroit give up what forty eight that one week. Oh yeah. All right, uh, give me a wide receiver that's going to have eight plus targets this week. Uh, Michael Pittman. I mean, dude has just had an awesome role all season. Um, healthy again. They're throwing the ball at a, a really high rate, like you mentioned. I'm going to jump on his props as soon as I see them. Um, I love this spot for him this week. So I'm right there with you. I'm going to go DK Metcalf, kind of pairing him with my Geno pick. I really think this is going to be a bounce back week for DK Metcalf. I think he's going to have a monster week, and I think he's going to have 10 plus targets. All right, this is a tough one this week. I'm going to eliminate Kelsey, and I'm going to say no Andrews. Give me a tight end for a touchdown. I'm going to go David Njoku. I mean, I, we talked about both of us liked him. It's just it's tough to play him in a game where you want to play the tight end on the other side, and we've yeah. got two spots like that this week. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm going to get to play him in DFS, but I, I do like him to score this week. The role for him has been really good. I'm going to go Evan Ingram. I like it. <laughs> I really think Lawrence is going to feed him a touchdown this week going up against his former team. Narrative um, Street, baby. <laughs> Narrative or not, it's a great matchup, and yep. he has a role. So, uh, yeah, uh, Evan Ingram touchdown this week. Let's get it. Uh, defense for 10-plus points. Um, I don't love defense this week. Not that I ever love defense, but um, I have Denver here. Just the Jets, like Brees Hall is really good. I don't see much else. Um, the receivers have struggled. Zach Wilson has struggled a little bit. Give me Denver at home. I am going to go down here to the Commanders. I know I'm going to end up playing them a bunch this week because, like you said, I don't love defense. I, I could see the Jets' defense, too. I was debating between the Jets and the Commanders. I'm going to use both of these defenses this week because I want to use so much salary on skill players. I mean, I'm, I don't want to play Seattle. I don't love the Carolina defense. Texans' defense is a little interesting. Maybe Atlanta's defense is a little interesting. Um, just because of how much Burrow throws. So commanders and jets, but I'm going to go to the commanders for 10 plus points this week against green Bay. All right, let's get on to the betting portion here. We'll go favorites money line against the spread. Um, what do you like here this week? I'm going to go green Bay minus four and a half. Um, like Heineke's not a bad quarterback, but he, he is a quarterback that will take chances. Um, I could see him throwing a couple interceptions in this game, just getting away from them uh, and then have, struggling to to keep it close. So Green Bay minus four and a half. I'm going to go Kansas City minus three. Um, listen, I, I think the 49ers defense is great. I just, and I know they're at home. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, he's just really good. Um, hashtag analysis. Give me your favorite over under this week. Um, the one that jumped out, Detroit-Dallas, I feel like that should be at 50. Uh, it's at 48 and a half still in a couple spots, at 49 in a lot of spots. Um, I think it was DraftKings and MGM that I saw still at 48 and a half right before we jumped on. Over yeah, on I like that, that, obviously. Yep. No, under. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Indianapolis against Tennessee, 42 and a half over. Um, I kind of hinted at it when we were talking about that game. Listen, I, I think Matt Ryan is legit this week. 
Listen, I've had some terrible, terrible <laughs> run, run, quarterback calls this year. So this could fall either into that like good part or we laugh at me again next uh, Wednesday night. So um, either way. It's at least you didn't say Russell Wilson. That's all I can say. No. Gosh, and, no. All right. All right. <laughs> it's better that who is your Mitchell Trubisky was your other one a couple oh, weeks Oh, man, ago. that was rough. <laughs> There's another one too. There's another one. Um, Kyler Murray last week. <laughs> Egg on my face. <laughs> I played anyway. a ton of Kyler too. So yeah, we all did. <laughs> favorite uh, favorite player prop here. Um, let me see here. I've got Damian Pierce over sixty six and a half rushing yards. Um, kind of just like Brees Hall, really settling into a, a lead role here. Really talented running back. Great matchup against the the Raiders. Um, I think they'll lean on him pretty heavily. So it was 66? 66 and a half, yep. Yeah, I like that. I like that win. Um, I'm going to go Brian Robinson. We talked about him earlier. DraftKings right now is over 52 and a half. It's plus 110. Um, so I am going to be writing that up on scores and odds when we get off the show. So you guys, if you're watching, get in for free. If you're watching live on YouTube, yes, that's a thing. I forgot to mention in the beginning. Um then you're getting this live and you can go right now if you're in a legal state and take advantage of that line because it's going to move. Um, I all heartedly think that line is going to move. So, all right, let's go over to our sponsor, Sleeper Fantasy. If you haven't checked them out, use promo code GRINDERS and that way you can get the 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks and get in the Roto Grinder squad. Posting stuff in there all the time. Um, the basketball, two the two for two basketball 3x plays were two and oh so far this year so hopefully we can keep that rolling um keith and i got crushed last week in football it was not good um so yeah. we're bouncing back this week i think we're up overall for the season so um that's always a good thing so keith who is your sleeper fantasy play of the week i am going to saquon barkley over 76 and a half rushing yards um, the Giants have been really good, and it's been because of Saquon Barkley. They have no talent in the receivers' room, um, especially until Wondell Robinson gets 100% healthy. Um, Saquon Barkley is this offense. If I think they can go to Jacksonville and pull out a win, um, it's going to be on the back of Saquon Barkley. Give me him over 76 and a half rushing yards. I like it. I'm going to go to Vegas and say Devonta Adams over 78 and a half receiving yards. Um, I think that number is way too low. Um, yeah. Way too low. We so, should be in the 90s there, it feels like. Yeah, it seems way low. Uh, and, like, it's even that on, like, sports books right now. This is one of those early week lines that's going to move. It's going to move. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's going up. Like, we don't have a rushing prop for Josh Jacobs yet, but we have a 78-and-a-half receiving yard prop for Devonta Adams. Seems like a misprice. Um, so take advantage of that. He's hit this in three of five games this year, struggled against Tennessee, struggled against Arizona. No issues here. I mean, this is going to be a smart. He's going to smash. He's going to get 10 plus targets. So got that in there. If you're in the Roto-Grinder squad, you already see it because I just hit enter. So hopefully we can bounce back this week with a nice little three X for everyone. Keith, any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't have anything else. Um, like you said, fun slate, um, lots of interesting spots, um, lots of good plays in the same price range. So yeah, definitely a good slate we got. It's fun, man. There's so many, 
so much goodness here this week. I'm excited. I mean, the four o'clock games are good. There's some good one o'clock games, good mix this week where we seem like we wanted to stack so much of the four o'clock games last week. And I mean, that definitely didn't work out too well. So (laughs) that's going to wrap it up here for week seven. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, October 21st, talking NBA. Hope everyone has a fantastic NFL week seven. See you again next week.